Well, now that restrictions for COVID, thank goodness, uh, are beginning to come to an end, motorsport fans are looking to the start of the new seasons with big smiles on their faces. Not least of all, at grassroots level, and particularly those people who are motorsport enthusiasts who want to go racing on a budget. And joining me on the line is Robin Welsh, who runs the C1, the Citroen C1 series, which is for motorsport enthusiasts who want to do that, to go endurance racing on a budget. Robin, de- delighted to uh, to catch up with you. Um, now, just for those who don't or can't picture a Citroen C1, this this is the sort of small mini size thing that you see pottering around car parks. You got it. It's literally just a, it's just a, your average everyday city car. Um, and that's half the appeal in a, in a weird kind of way, which I'm sure we'll get to. Now, you are um, running the series at the moment, but you started behind the wheel of uh, of one of these, the very first uh, first racing uh, series, didn't you? Back, I think, in, in 2017. What, what drew you to that? Yeah, you got it. Well, I've been racing my whole life and I'm um, very, very fortunate. My dad um, got me into karting very young and I went through various various types of racing. Got into one make BMW racing, which is where I kind of found my feet really was one make racing. I never I never liked the idea of modified racing because you're getting beat by another car, not another driver. Um, so we did a bit of production BMW, a bit of compact cup, but then me and a few buddies, we're all racing different things. And um, we saw this Citroen C1 thing advertised for a friend of ours, Dale Lomas, down at the Nürburgring. And we thought, you know what? That actually looks like a good laugh, because at least we can all do the same thing together on one weekend. Rather than being scattered all over the country, like we were, we can actually pull together, have a good laugh, and do the same thing. And it's also quite nice, if you're really competitive, your mates haven't got any excuse then, because you're all in the same car. So the lap times don't lie. Um, now, you mentioned a group of people, a group of mates getting together, um, which sounds like a great idea when you're um, you're sat down the pub having a, a Sunday lunch and a couple of pints in. But there are some serious bits to it, aren't there? Not least of all the, the safety aspects, because you have to have competent people or at least people who have done some training um, to get involved in this in the first instance. Oh, 100%. Don't get me wrong. You know, I say it's a group of mates. I'm very fortunate that my, my particular group of mates have all won several championships and we're all all, all pretty quick drivers um so it just worked out very well for us but saying that you know this is an entry-level motorsport so a lot of the teams i mean we're seeing teams entering the silverstone 24 hour they're all novices you know these guys have never done a race before and yet they're going to just jump in one of these things this and just go and have a go they're very they're not daunting that's what's quite it's quite an appeal to people yeah so what are the modifications are, are, are there huge great things because i mean when you when you look at these cars on the, on the very big and impressive grids that you have they they look like race cars they do it's amazing what a sticker can do <laughs> <laughs> now go faster stripes down the side that's what you <laughs> literally that is what it is um basically nothing so if if your if your mum or nan had a little citroen c1 sat in the driveway you would literally get that car you take the interior out of it, put a roll cage in it, you use a, a racing seat and harnesses for safety, um, an exti- a fire extinguisher and some cutoff you know, electrical switches. It's what's called the mandatories in, in racing. So it's your, your pure safety stuff. And then over and above that, we literally have a set of lowering springs, which every car has the same springs. It's a mandatory part. And the club have designed some different front suspension geometry. So it's a set of wishbones, a set of extended drive shafts. Um, and what this does, it gives the car some camber and a lot more caster on the front. 
The only other thing you can do is adjust the rear geometry. So you're allowed to adjust the rear toe and camber all within a certain limit. But you'll be amazed that just by doing these couple of things, it makes a car feel very alive and very nimble. So yes, okay, you're only talking 65, 70 horsepower, but it's it's a bit like a roller coaster. You know, once you've, you, you know, you, you chug, 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 chug up the hill, but as soon as you get to the top of that hill and you let it go, you've then got, you know, the whole roller coaster's worth of fun. And then you get to the straight again and you chug, chug, chug up the hill again. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's the only mean, great way of explaining it really is it's a bit like it's like a roller coaster that's just brought a huge your description is absolutely perfect um but but shouldn't undermine the uh, the competitiveness of uh, of the racing uh, we'll talk about the circuits that that uh, that you're going to because it's all under the auspices of the barc the british automobile racing club yeah. um now you go to some real this, this isn't something that takes place you know uh, out in the middle of the field somewhere these are top class circuits that you go to yeah, literally all, all over the all over the country, um, all over the UK. Previous years we've gone to Spa. At the moment, because of the the travel restrictions, we're we're not looking at going to Spa this year. Certainly not this year. Next year, unlikely. But we'll we'll see. We want to get that back on the calendar because it's it's an appealing track. But yeah, Silverstone GP is the you know the the big one this year. That's the 24 hour race. And then we got you know Donington, Alton Park, Snetterton, um, Croft, Pembury. They're all proper tracks, you know, and we, we've got full grids at all of them. Now, you start at Silverstone uh, at the end of uh, May, 28th to the 30th of May, on the full GP circuit. Um, what's the lap time for a Citroen C1 around Silverstone? Off the top of my head, I think it was three minutes. Um, I'd have to check the sheets to be sure, but I'm sure it was three minutes. I should know because I did I, I did the last race there. Um in 2019 i'm sure it was three minutes roughly we, we talked about this being um grassroots motorsport under the auspices of the british automobile racing club who who support a lot of racing at all levels uh, across the whole of uh, whole of the uk um at the bottom line is it's we've said a group of friends but cost is important now i'm just just looking at the website here now for 24 hour racing at silverstone costs a, a little over four thousand pounds spread across a number of people in a team for a weekend's racing i mean that seems to me to make it incredibly accessible you must have a waiting list of people wanting to take part yeah i mean in in you know in the past every race has been you know completely oversubscribed um you know this year we're over half full for the current silverstone grid we have got spaces available um obviously it's very unprecedented times so you know it, it's um it, it's slow and steady progress this year but you know we've got a decent grid already um but yeah as you say cost wise you know our the car i used to race which was team sailor v um there was four of us so th the way we always used to look at it is anything you ever do you're only paying 25p in the pound because there's four of you doing everything so it does make it incredibly cheap and an interesting calendar silverstone we've already talked about uh, snetterton croft uh, donnington a couple of hills there to to <laughs> to think about after you come through the uh, come down the hill and then get up the other side um pembrey uh, Alton Park and uh, and of course uh, Brands Hatch, big hill at Brands Hatch up uh, up Pilgrim. But you know what? It, you know, it, I did the race uh, end of 2019 with a with another friend of mine. Uh, that was the Texan Motorsport car, and um, you know what? I I really like Brands Hatch. It's one of my favourite circuits. You know, I've had a lot of wins there over the years. And when I drove one of the little C ones around there, 
it was brilliant. You know, it, it's um, it's a little bit painful in a 2CV because you have got to change down to go up the hill to draw, toward Druids. But in one of these cars, they're actually a surprisingly talky little engine. So because you're going through Paddock Hill so quickly, you, you're in fourth gear and you don't really need to, to brake. You just do a slight lift, turn it in and get straight back on the throttle. You're carrying plenty of momentum. So you, you've got to use the brakes pretty hard into Druids. Um, and it just, yeah, the brand is perfect for them, really. It's a prop, it's a really good, fun, fun lap. Mm. So it includes all of the excitement, of course, of uh, refueling, I guess, and uh, drivers jumping in and out of cars and being strapped in and going off very much like, with, yeah. you know, you sort of watch, watch Le Mans 24 hours, a similar sort of principle, but, but affordable. Yeah, you got it. And you know what, you, you've really hit the nail on the head there, especially with what's important, because... A lot of people, it's racing, so everyone thinks that everyone's cheating if you're doing well. Um, but you know what? I mean, our car, you know, we've won some of these 24-hour races, and our car's been heavily scrutinised by the previous club owners. Um, all been proved legitimate. But the thing we get right as a team is our pit crew. So a lot of people have driver training, and they'll spend hours and hours you know, trying to find half a second out of themselves in the car. We as a team always practice our pit stops and we get our pit stops down to the same half a second with that you know with that good at it um and that's what wins a 24-hour race it's nothing to do with the drivers on the track yes okay you've got to be consistent but you haven't got to be overly fast as long as you stay out there you've got a good strategy and your pit crew work well because all the time you're in the pits you're not going around the track if you're not going around the track you're not tying up laps and the way to win a 24-hour race is to do more laps than anyone else it's nothing to do with racing the other cars around you. And I think if more people understood that, especially in C1, a lot more people, it would be a lot more competitive at the front because there is a bit of a divide. You know, there's the guys at the front that really know what they're doing. They've got good strategy, really good pit teams. And then you've got the, the midfield guys, you know, and, and the guys towards the back that don't understand why they're so many laps behind. But you'll see them come into the pits and they'll beep the horn and the guy will casually walk out to the car and... You know, they'll do a very um, leisurely pit stop, whereas we come in and it looks like an orchestrated F1 team, you know, which works. You know, that's how you got to be quick in these. And it, it goes the same for the three hour stuff. You've got to be quick in the pits. It's called a series, not a championship. Why is that? It basically gives us a lot more flexibility to do basically for the for the drivers, for the, you know, for the for the members of the club. You know, if we're coming up to a race weekend, uh, somewhere like um, Pembury or Croft are perfect examples and they phone up and say you know what we've got an extra 25 minutes available in the day we can put on a 25 minute sprint race at the drop of a hat if we want to when you're a championship you haven't got any flexibility you're, you're very much you've got your table you've got your year's calendar and that's it it's very fixed um, being a series it just gives you a lot of flexibility the other reason is it would be very unfair being a championship because let's say you get 30 points for a win. Do you think it's right that you get 30 points to win a three-hour race and then you also get 30 points to win a 24-hour race? It's not really relevant because in theory the 24-hour race is so much of a bigger achievement. The point scale would need to be different. And it just wouldn't work with, with the layout of, of the series and the races we've got. It's just much as clean and simple as a series. We've mentioned uh, this is a grassroots level and sort of entry level endurance racing for motorsport, um, much of which is uh, supported by the BARC, of course, and, and membership mm -hmm. of the BARC is, is part of, of going racing in, in the series. 
How important, Robin, is is this type of access to motorsport in general? Because so much of the focus is on the big glamour end, which obviously attracts telephone numbers uh, in order to mm. go racing. So how, how important to the whole of motorsport are things like the Citroen C1 series? I think it's really important because everyone has to start somewhere. But what's really interesting with C1 is, to put it in perspective, is um, we get a lot of very famous drivers come and do this. So we've had Andy Prio, you know, the guy who's a multiple world champion um, in various forms of motorsport, and he came to do a 24-hour race with us with his son at Rockingham, um, and he loved it. He had an absolute brilliant weekend. We have several guys in the BTCC grid come and do it regularly um, because they love it, you know, and why would these guys that race at the pinnacle end of motorsport, the absolute, you know, they, they race what we'd all dream of, yet they come down and do C1. You know, why would you do that? You know, uh, the most recent guy we've had is um, a previous BTCC driver called James Kay. He phoned me up last week. We had a quick chat about it. He's got three children, so he's just bought a car and him and his three children are going to be doing Silverstone because it's fun. It brings people together and, you know, it's something you can do as a team um, or as a family in this case. I, obviously, it gets competitive. It is people having fun, but it also get must get competitive as well. Um, you mentioned some of the uh, BTCC drivers, and uh, there's well-known phrases in that level of racing, which is about uh, rubbing is racing and uh, a little bit of uh, broad shoulders. Does that go on at uh, C1 level? You know what? The, the problem you have is one-make racing leads to car-to-car contact. The, the pure... The, the the basics of the car unfortunately create more potential damage windows so if you think if one car's got 50 horsepower and the other car's got 500 horsepower the 500 horsepower car overtakes the slower car so fast that the window of damage is very slow we've got 100 cars on the grid that are all exactly the same horsepower so it might take you three laps to get past one car so the wind the potential window of damage is larger but the club do have a very, very strict driving standards policy. And if we can prove, you know, if a guy comes in, shows us their video footage and says, look, the guy took me out, he sideswiped me, he did this, he did that. If we can prove it, then there's huge penalties. You know, in a 24-hour race, you could get a three or four or five lap penalty if we can prove that there's been avoidable contact. So it's very much not accepted, but unfortunately, it, it, it does happen sometimes. It definitely... It's not a big problem that we're having because we're so strict on it, but inevitably one make racing, especially with novices, you know, sometimes there's just mistakes that happen, but we do, it's not really accepted. We do try and stop it where we can. Now, having been uh, with the series from the very beginning, um, now you're running it, organising it. Does that mean you can't race in it? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately <laughs> it was a, it was a huge, you know what? And it was a massive decision because, um, Obviously, taking on the business was a big financial commitment for us. But, you know, if we didn't do it, it looked like the, series, the C1 wasn't going to happen. So, you know, we, we decided to take the jump and take it on. But, yeah, the biggest the biggest real decision for me was, you know what, I can't I can't race in this anymore. And it, it was a real sh- it is a real shame because it's the best racing I've ever done. You know, and it's it's brilliant to get away with your friends for a weekend. We are competitive. We're all quick and we enjoy it. So, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to find something else to do. 
<laughs> Standing on the pit wall, enviously looking at them. Oh, uh, don't go past. I suspect. I know. I've been here <laughs> before, though. Wrong? You know, I, I did it with Compact Cup. You know, I was racing Compact Cup very competitively, and then I decided mm. to run a race team hiring Compact Cup cars out. And um, you know, then I'm watching, watching all the race ha- racing happening in front of me, thinking, oh, you know, mm. I'd like to be able to do that, but. Um, we mentioned the uh, the calendar uh, just finally, uh, Robin. You get Silverstone, Snetterton, Croft, Donington, Pembrey, uh, Alton Park, and uh, Brands Hatch uh, towards the end of the year. Is there a favourite circuit that the series or the drivers in the series like to go to? No, the numbers wouldn't really suggest that. And I think I think that's a real. The question is very personal to each driver. You know, as much as I enjoy the twenty four hour at Silverstone. I don't think it's the best circuit that I've driven these cars around. Um, for me, Brands Hatch was the best circuit that I've driven these cars around because it's very non-stop. You're always busy. You know, we had 55 cars at Brands Indy. You know, there's cars everywhere, and it, it, it makes it a real challenge. Um, in the same respect, I haven't I haven't actually driven one of them around Donington, but a lot of people said that was that was absolutely mega. Um, so I think that's really put, you know, down to down to the driver. Season kicks off at Silverstone with a 24-hour endurance race, 28th to the 30th of May, the Citroen C1 Series. Uh, Robin, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to catch up with you. And uh, I know it's a, a popular series already, but hopefully uh, lots and lots of people now wanting to come and watch uh, the C1 Series as well as uh, take part. So have a great season, and I hope it's not too frustrating for you stood on the pit wall. No, I'll manage. Robin, for now, many, many thanks. That's great. Nice talk. Thank you.